With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Astros edition. I'm Allison Footer, and I'm here with Brian McTaggart. And Brian, even though it is the offseason, that seems to be when a lot of the news is made, and certainly the Astros having exited the postseason a little earlier than they wanted to, um, have some decisions to make and some um, important free agents to decide upon. And I think we should just start with that. Um, First of all, they they officially declined Brian McCann's option, which I think we all knew that that was coming. Um, Longtime catcher, veteran catcher, but also uh, somebody who had surgery in the middle of the season and is probably going to be allowed to test free agency. Uh, But I think we should at least mention just how valuable he's been to this team and, and what a, a huge part of that 2017 run he, he really contributed to. Yeah, he was sort of the final piece of the puzzle. Him, him and Josh Reddick, um, they were sort of the final pieces to the puzzle You know, before the season, obviously adding Verlander was the final piece. But you got the idea when they, they signed Reddick and they traded for McCann on the same day uh, nearly two years ago that you were like, wow, this team, you know, that's what they needed. They needed a, a veteran catcher to handle this, this young pitching staff. And yeah, and, 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 he, and he was unbelievable last year. And he, and he, you know, I remember, I remember vividly after they beat the Yankees in the ALCS and uh, Lance McCullers Jr. saying Brian McCann is the MVP of this team, just what he meant to that staff. And then, you know, he starts 17 of the 18 games in the playoffs, you know, he's behind the plate pretty much for every, every inning in the playoffs and, and, you know, did a, pretty good job back there. And he, and he had some good moments at the plate too. I mean, he, he hit a big home run in game five of the, the ALCS, that 13 to 12 game. Um, you know, he got hit by a pitch, which ended up being the winning run in that game. Derek Fisher pinch ran for him, but you know, what he meant to that clubhouse and what he meant to the, to the pitchers. I think that that's the kind of stuff that really can't be measured, but yeah, there's no way they're going to bring him back at 15 million. And, you know, he's obviously going to move on, but he'll always be a big part of Astros lore. So in terms of the free agents that they have, I, I guess Marwin Gonzalez, I, I would think that he's probably the most intriguing. Um, in terms of maybe getting qualifying offers, I would imagine I would imagine they're not going to give Marwin a qualifying offer. But um, you've got Marwin Gonzalez, Dallas Keuchel, Brian McCann, Charlie Morton. Um, do you think that any will get qualifying offers? Do you think that the Astros have interest in bringing any of these guys back? Yeah, I think Dallas is a, a lot to get a qualifying offer. I mean, just, you know, if you bring him back on a one-year deal for $17.9 million, I mean, I, I think you're you're okay with that. Um, you know, he's going to have to test the market. So, I mean, I think that's definitely a risk you, you take. That, And he, he's going to be a coveted guy in the market, too. So, I think there's going to be a lot of competition for him. And I, I think it's pretty likely he will sign a contract elsewhere and the Astros will get a draft pick. You know, I would probably give one to Marwin as well. Um, remember in the playoffs, AJ Hinch is like, Marwin is my answer to everything. I mean, and he's all, you know, he said before, he's, he's like having two players on the roster just because he can, he can play everywhere. He's above average defense at uh, second, at short, at, at left field. Um, and AJ thinks he's one of the best left fielders in baseball. And he's a switch hitter. And, you know, the second half, he had a pretty good second half, pretty good playoffs. I just think he, he has so much value. I, I would be okay if, if I'm the Astros, if, 
if he came back one year at 17.9 million, whether they do that or not, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be a market for him as well. Um, you know, maybe like Ben Zobrist a couple of years ago, maybe a, a four year, $50 million deal, maybe. So yeah, one year for 18 million is a lot, but you know, I think 2019 is like a real, a real, I don't want to say last shot, but the real last great shot for the Astros just because Verlander and Cole are in the final years of their contract. And I, I just think it's uh, one last year where they can really go for it. And I think having Marwin on that team would only help. Yeah. Am I crazy to think that Martin Maldonado should come back? Um, I mean, we don't really talk about him. No. But I think, I mean, I know JT Real Muto is out there. And I, I think Astros will be hot on his tail trying to get uh, trying to get a trade worked out for him. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of competition there. Martin Maldonado, I just think he's like defensively. And if you have a, a lineup that's, you know, as loaded as it's been in the past, which I guess is is sort of uh, a question at this point, but certainly you don't need Maldonado to be like this, you know, huge offensive force in the middle of this lineup. I would think bringing him back would be a consideration, no? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, look at what you have a catcher right now. You have Max Stassi, who's, you know, I think it's not a bad backup catcher. And then, there's nobody. I mean, you have Garrett Stubbs uh, and AAA, but I mean, for what Maldonado provides behind the plate, yeah, he had, he had the pass balls in the, in the playoffs. I know that was frustrating, um, but you know, we saw the arm too. No one ran on him in the playoffs. I mean, he, he completely shut down the running game. Like, you know, they thought he would, um, you know, he, he's a guy that could get, I think a, a two year um, $16 million deal. Maybe, you know, I think that's something the Astros would be willing to do. I mean, you're going to need, I think they, with the pitching staff that they have, they're going to need a veteran catcher. He's right there. Um, he seemed like he liked it here. I know the guys like throwing to him. So, yeah, you know, I think bringing him back would be a priority as well, if they don't trade for Riamulto. Yeah, those, um, <laughs> those pass balls. Uh, with everything that we have learned about what's going on with every single team, uh, the paranoia that has hit a level of, you know, having to change your signs basically every pitch – um, I think between that and the fact that Lance McCullers Jr. was on the mound, I, I, there's there is no argument that will convince me that Martin Maldonado had anything to do with those past balls. I mean, it just seemed like I mean, there's no way that all of a sudden this guy, um, you know, lets two extremely catchable balls get by him without a really good reason. So I would think that uh, if we had one message for Astros fans, it's that that was not indicative about of his abilities, which is very obvious from what we saw during his play during every, you know, during the regular season and, and the other playoff games, right? Yeah, I mean, he won a gold glove last year for a reason. He's a gold glove finalist this year. You know, I certainly think it's an aberration. He is a guy that in his career has had a, a higher percentage of pass balls than some other catchers. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that would deter me at all from, from bringing him back. And, I mean, you need, you need him. You're going to need uh, for what he brings, uh, you know, offensively, like you said, you don't need, you don't need him to hit 300. And what, what catchers out there do that anymore? Riamulto is the best catcher on the market. But if you can have Maldonado hitting 230 with the occasional pull homer and, and not allowing anyone to run on the Astros. Um, yeah, I think that's something the Astros would definitely like to have back. Yeah, so the three final, three Astros finalists for gold gloves, as long as we're talking about Maldonado. Um, uh, Alex Bregman, Dallas Keuchel, Martin Maldonado. Uh, we just talked about Maldonado and all of his abilities. Dallas Keuchel, of course, has been has established himself as one of the best fielding pitchers in baseball, and he takes a lot of pride in that, of course, has won a gold glove. And then I love the fact that Alex Bregman is up for this award because, um, you know, as, as we know, there's his defensive metric ratings 
get, are, are very low compared to a lot of third basemen. And he's considered a very league average at best third baseman. And all I uh, think to myself when I'm watching him is just how tremendous he is. I don't see any balls getting by him. I see him picking it. I see him making great throws. Um, I see him making every single play. And I guess when it comes to how those defensive metrics are measured, I know with like the fielding Bible, which is still a thing, but 10 years ago, it was the only thing. And, um, and it had a lot to do with just the amount of uh, time that players took to get to a ball. Just, you know, Adam Everett would constantly be the best and Derek Jeter would constantly be rated the worst. And of course you've watched Derek, Derek Jeter play shortstop. He was pretty good. Uh, so I think that might have something to do with it, but I think it's really cool that Alex Bregman is actually getting recognition for being a potential gold glover. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, yeah, you're right. You look at the eye test. I mean, all those, all those plays he makes to his, his backhand side and then he would, his momentum would take him into foul territory and he, he made the play every single time. Great at charging balls. All, you know, always seems to throw to the right base. Um, he's a guy that it's a little different because his feet are always moving. He'll field a ball, and you see a lot of third basemen will field it, stop, and throw. Bregman will field it and just absolutely just keep running and uh, and then throws it on the run. And sometimes he's already past the pitcher's mound when he does that. But he, he's very good. Like, I mean, I you know, I don't care about the defensive metrics. Just, you know, watching the eye test, I mean, he, he makes every play. That being said, Matt Chapman is uh, going to win the gold glove at third base. I mean, he's he's a generational great gold glove defender. And uh, but uh, hey, you know, Bregman uh, Bregman's one of the one of the top two in the league. If you're behind Matt Chapman, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, Matt Chapman is amazing. Um, there's no doubt that he's actually going to win it. But it's cool. You know, when you see the the finalists, it's, it's yeah. nice to see somebody get recognition. Um, moving on to some coaching changes. The Astros lost uh, Jeff Albert to the Cardinals, who hired him as their new hitting coach. So. There um, is a position to fill on the Astros staff. I guess that's pretty par for the course this time of year. I mean, as soon as that World Series ended, there were a million transactions announced by every team. Um, but uh, were you surprised at all about this? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I know that uh, Jeff was very locked in on, on what the Astros do analytically, and that that's always been his strength. And so, uh, you know, I, you know, I guess Brad, Brad Austin was coming. Oh, I'm sorry. He's going to the Cardinals. I was thinking of Doug White, the bullpen coach, but yeah, um, you know, that, that's what, uh, you know, the Astros lost Alonzo Powell last year as their second hitting coach and now Jeff Albert. So, you know, the third year in a row, they're going to be looking for a second hitting coach. But the thing about AJ Hinch is he knows so many people and he's so plugged in that, uh, I guarantee he's got somebody in mind that he feels really good about that can come out there probably somebody who can connect with players a little bit more. I think that's, that's probably somebody he's looking for. Um, I I would guess he'd probably look at some internal candidates first, maybe some of their hitting coaches in the minor leagues or hitting instructors. And then if not, you know, AJ's got, uh, don't have Rolodexes anymore, (laughs) but I, you know, if if he had a Rolodex would be as uh, big as my living room. So, because he's got, he knows everybody he's done everything in the game. So I think they're going to be able to get a a very capable uh, hitting coach to join Dave Hudgens. And lastly, let's just touch on the Japan series that's coming up, the All-Star Major League Baseball All-Star Series to Japan. Um, So there will be a group of players and coaches that spend about a week in Japan, a little over a week in Japan, but uh, six six games and one exhibition game, which kind of makes me laugh that they call they call the first game an exhibition game, and then the rest of the six games are not <laughs> exhibition games, but they really are. But uh, the three cities, it's very cool. Colin McHugh and uh, pitching coach Brent Strom will be representing the Astros. And uh, so it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's nice that Colin gets an opportunity to do that. 
And of course, he's kind of, he's established himself as a very, very good pitcher in the past couple of years. So it's it's neat to see him as uh, somebody that and Major League Baseball has whittled down their list of all stars and that he's on it. Yeah, and he had a great year out of the bullpen. The you know first year in his career, he was exclusively as a reliever, um, didn't start any games and had an ERA below two. It was one of AJ Inch's biggest weapons. You know, he could probably I know it's only a week, but he could probably stand to pitch a little bit more. I mean, he only threw 72 innings last year. You know, the year before, you know, he had that injury where he missed two-thirds of the year. You know, I think McHugh's a guy that's probably going to be back in the rotation next year. Uh, I think he'll come to camp back in the rotation. So um, if he can go down there and maybe, you know, begin to that whole process of uh, getting his mind right as a starter. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, to do what he did, to go from the, the – really, he was their sixth starter last year. And once they got Derek Cole, he's like, okay, you're out. Derek Cole's in the rotation. And – he was so good in the bullpen that they couldn't afford to give him a start when later on in the year they had some holes in the rotation with the injuries that they had. So a very valuable piece. And uh, I know he's also, as you know, a very interesting and a, uh, a very thoughtful guy. So I'm, I'm sure going to Japan, he's he's going to soak in as much of that culture as he can. Yeah, he's very well traveled also. You know, the, yeah. I do want to just touch on one last thing. Uh, you know, you mentioned that I'll probably go back in the rotation. I mean, if you look at this rotation, all of a sudden going from the most frightening rotation in baseball through 2018 to now they've got Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, and then some holes to fill. So Lance McCullers Jr. is probably going to be out for the year. Uh, Dallas Keuchel is probably leaving via free agency. Charlie Morton, they're pro- you know, I would imagine that they're probably going to just uh, cut their losses and not re-sign him given that his health was an issue. So it is pretty interesting that just like that overnight, uh, they've got a lot to do in that rotation. Yeah, I think catching and pitching are their, their two biggest issues in the offseason. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you plug McHugh back in there. You don't know what McCullers is going to do. Um, so you could use, like, a middle rotation arm. And, you know, there's a few out there that, you know, they're going to have to pay a little bit or, or maybe make a trade. But, you know, if you look at the bottom of the rotation, you know, does, does Josh James get a spot based on based on what he did? Framber Valdez came up and, and pitched pitch pretty well in, in the starts that he had if he can just cut down on his walk. So, but those are bottom of the rotation internal candidates. Um, I think they're certainly going to go out and at least get one or, or two starters. Just, you know, like you said, I mean, Morton, I, I get the uh, impression that they feel they, they've squeezed all they can out of Charlie Morton in two years. He was injured at the end of last year. You know, he's going to be 35. I mean, really, what are you going to get, you know, at this point out of him? So um, it would not surprise me, like you said, they, they move on past Morton. But they, they do have to go get an arm or two. To, uh, it is, I mean, it's nice having those horses, Verlander and Cole. But when, when you lose Keuchel and Morton, you know, and, and even though you can plug in McHugh, the drop-off is pretty significant. Absolutely. Okay, Tags, good conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for listening to MLB Extras, the Astros podcast edition. Talk to you next time. Bye.